This is the Shit You Need to Know podcast. I'm your host, Martha Riley. Have you ever been to a party and someone asked you a question that you didn't know the answer to? Yeah, me too. It fucking sucks. But that's where I come in. I'm asking the questions so you'll have the answers. Now sit back, relax, because there's shit we need to know. Welcome to this episode of the Shit You Need to Know podcast. I decided I'm going to start each episode off with a random question, because I can. So this week's question is, do you like Amy Schumer? What are your opinions and thoughts on Amy Schumer? Because honestly, I don't like her. The only thing I can think of that I like her in is that movie that she's in with Bill Hader. Um, I think it's called Trainwreck, but... I saw that movie with her and Goldie Hawn, and I didn't like that one. I just think she's weird. I don't know. Not not a fan, but um, <laughs> let me know what you think. Uh, you can give me a shout out on Instagram at shite to know that shit with an e or shite to know at gmail.com. Anyways, to the point of the show. Today we are going to be talking about what I think is the number one thing people need to know, and that is confidence how to be confident, how to ask for things that you want, or how to just, you know, own yourself, really. Confidence is key to getting what you want in life. So when you feel more confident, you either are more likely to ask for what you need or feel secure in getting what you need. We are going to listen to two movie clips. The first clip is from Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon asks out the girl of his dreams, but it doesn't actually go that well. I imagine if I just asked a guy out on the street, this would this is what would happen to me, and I'm okay with that. Uh, but yes, let's roll clip. Is Trisha here? Oh, I'm sorry she's not. She's at a friend's house right now. Well, hey, Napoleon. Napoleon's my nephew. Oh, that's nice. Could you just give this to her for me? I certainly could. Thanks. Bye-bye. There's a lot more where this came from. If you go to the dance with me, yours truly, Napoleon Dynamite. So Napoleon, like, straight up sent a letter to this girl's house and expected her to go out with him. Um, She did, but only because her mom felt bad for Napoleon, which is not confidence. That's asking someone out via a piece of paper is... The opposite of confidence, it's pretty cowardly. Um, you, you don't want to do that. I think that's like if you went into an office and asked, and asked your boss for a raise. Um, if you ask your boss for a raise via a piece of paper, good luck, man. Let me know how that works because I'd be shocked if that worked for me. So we're going to listen to this second clip and it's from Notting Hill. Julia Roberts gives an epic speech on why she loves Hugh Grant. I mean, who doesn't love Hugh Grant? So I feel like in that sense, it's it's maybe easier. But let's remember, and I'm going to knock you down a peg. We are not Julia Roberts or Hugh Grant. We are 
millennial people trying to find our way through life. And don't forget, I'm also just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. So, like I said, that's a really great way to, you know, make a big sweeping declaration of what you want and what you love. Um, And I would say that's like the extreme. What we saw was Napoleon or what we heard was Napoleon kind of fucking it up and not really trying. Then we heard Julia Roberts blowing everyone else out of the water. Uh, So you can try that again. Good luck. But... Sending it, I just want to emphasize that sending a letter to someone is not a super confident way to get what you want. Um, it happened to me a few weeks ago. So I went on a date with this guy. We went on a few dates and he was actually being pretty rude toward the end. Um, so I blocked him and he didn't like that. So he sent me a postcard asking to talk. Uh, so don't do that. Please do not. So you heard two extremes there, but before we can go into what a confident move um, versus, you know, what isn't, I think we need to understand what confidence is and how we can use it to our advantage. So to me, being confident means you have an unshakable belief in yourself to achieve something. So you really need to do something to achieve your goals and you won't stop until you do it. It's an emotion that's really hard to nail down, but when you feel truly confident, when you feel on top of the world, basically think, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the Fast and Furious movies. Nothing can stop that dude. Nothing will stop that dude. And when you feel like that, there is nothing, I promise you will feel the same way. There's nothing in the world that can stop you. There have been times when I have felt very confident and there have been times where I want to do nothing more than crawl in a hole. Like, fucking starting a podcast. I don't know if anyone's going to listen to this, but I'm doing it anyway because I want to. So it's really like the fight or flight, you know, responses in your brain. That's what's happening. Fighting and staying is being confident and leaving the scene or situation is not so much. And granted, there are situations where you would need to leave, like if you were unsafe, but most of the time just fleeing the situation and not trying to deal with it is not so very confident. For me, one example where I was very confident was this time I was studying abroad. Um, 2014, Martha was wild. I traveled alone all the time, and I'm pretty sure I would not do that today. I mean, I did, but it was to like Florida and Chicago, not freaking Denmark and Spain and Switzerland. So anyways, I had a friend studying abroad in Toledo, Spain, the same time that I was studying abroad in London, and this was 2014, and I really wanted to go visit her, even though, because flights in Europe are hella cheap, man. You just, you hop on, you know, and you go, basically. So she could not meet me at the airport because the closest I could get to Toledo, it's about an hour outside of Madrid. So the closest I could get was the Madrid airport. So love her to death, she sent me a two-page long text about how to get from Madrid to Toledo. Easy peasy. I can follow directions, kind of. So (laughs) I'm cracking up thinking about this. So she 
So I, you know, I followed those directions. So the first one was I needed to go to a train station in Madrid. So I found the train station. No problem. Um, I bought a ticket and I want to say like an hour passes and I haven't gotten on the train. And so I go up to the ticket counter again. And granted, I don't speak that much Spanish. It's, it's limited. I did take Spanish in high school, but as anyone who has ever traveled abroad and has taken a high school language, it doesn't get you very far. So I go up to the train ticket counter and they're like, yeah, you missed your train. I'm like, fuck, (laughs) are you kidding me? So I was like, all right, sick. When's the next one? Like, I'll just buy another ticket and I'll go on the next train. And so I think she said it was like, it's at two o'clock. And I think at this time it was probably like one. So I was like, awesome. I'm not going to miss it. Um, also sidetrack the Madrid train station is really cool there's like a bunch of birds just lying around and lots of greenery so it's pretty cool so like you know giving myself credit here you could see why I would get distracted and miss my train but anyways so I got on the train no problem got off at the Toledo stop Toledo is basically like it's on a hill. Yeah, it's like a hilly town. So the train sort of drops you off at the dead ass bottom of the hill. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm not going to walk all the way up this hill with a big suitcase. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. So I was like, okay, I have to find a bus. So miraculously, I was still following the instructions. And I got on a bus and Lauren's text said, I need to go to Plaza Zocodover. So that you know, I eventually got there. One bummer about traveling abroad is that back then when I was a student, I cheaped out on data and I never paid for it um, if I didn't have to. So I had no data. I was flying by the seat of my pants here. I was flying blind, trying to get to this plaza and trying to get to Spain and trying to, you know, meet up with my friend. Eventually, I got to this plaza. It The bus was like winding up the hill but we got there. I was like, okay, well, where the fuck is my hostel from this plaza? So I tried to go to the McDonald's and like use their Wi-Fi, but it wasn't working. Um, So then I finally like, and this was probably three hours later because that was a long train ride and I already missed my first train. So like three hours later, I walk into this hotel off the plaza and I'm like, where is this hostel? I am so tired. Please just help me out here. And they're like, oh, it's down the road. I was like, thank God. So I would never have done that. And I I think that's where the confidence piece comes in, is that I was really down and out and I needed to ask for help. um, But I was scared to. But I was like, okay, if you don't ask for help, you won't see your friend, you won't be able to nap, you won't be able to do anything. I think confidence is also like you need to, you know, maybe take a hit on your pride if you need help with something. Because I think the important thing is the end goal and not necessarily how you get there. Which is basically the only time I'll ever say that because I do think the journey is more important than the destination. But in terms of confidence, I think you have that goal and you want to achieve it. So you're going to do whatever you can. But finally, I got down and took a long ass nap and met up with my friend. So I was confident in this crazy situation because I knew I needed to get to my destination. And when I finally laid down in that hostel bed after a hell of a day, I felt so good. I was confident in that I would achieve my goal 
And that only made it sweeter at the end because I I took risks. I was asking people for help in a place I didn't speak the language. I was trying to, you know, navigate my way and not sure if it would work out. Um, so it's it's definitely risky to be confident because you don't know if it's going to pay off. You just hope it will. Um, but on the flip side, so maybe you relate to that story of traveling abroad and being confident and asking for help. Um, and maybe you'll relate to this situation where I wasn't so confident. And that situation is ghosting people online. I'm not proud of it. I'm really not proud of it. But it's so easier to just block their number than to deal with the confrontation um, about expectations, about how the date went. Um, I could have told any number of guys that what I needed was not a relationship from them, but I never felt confident enough to do so because, you know, being a female, you are sometimes afraid of how men will react. And I'm speaking um, from this perspective as a, you know, heterosexual female who dates men. That is the definition of heterosexual. Thank you very much. I think this probably applies to any number of situations. You would rather avoid this conflict than just talking about your feelings because sometimes it is just the easier way to do nothing. It's easier in the moment, but granted, the payoffs are very limited. So how in this situation would I become more confident? And how are you going to become more confident to achieve your goals? Well, I wanted to say... In my best, any of voice, you are exactly where you need to be right now to begin this journey. Let that sink in. If you feel like you're maybe 50% confident or maybe 0% confident, you're good to go. You know, we can work with that and you can work with that to be confident. There are a couple pieces of advice I will give, but I think the one thing that you need to know is to understand what you're afraid of. And a lot of that, and for me personally, it's it's fear of the unknown. I'm scared of how someone else is going to react or I'm more comfortable just staying in this situation rather than trying something out. So we are going to listen to a TED Talk from this guy. His name is Jia Jiang, and he, he did a TED Talk on what I learned from 100 days of rejection. So if you feel that you're afraid of getting rejected and you're not taking the risk you could be and not asking for what you need, this guy did that. He got over his fear. So we're going to listen to a few seconds of this. Um, day one. <laughs> borrow, $100 from, borrow $100 from stranger. So this is where I went to where I was working. I uh, came downstairs and saw this big guy sitting behind a desk. You know, he, he looked like a security guard. So I just approached him. And I was just going, I was just walking, and that was the longest walk in my life. I just hair at the back of my neck standing up. I was sweating, and my heart was pounding. And I got there and said, hey, um, sir, can I borrow $100 from you? <laughs> and he looked up. He's like, no. <laughs> Why? And I just said, I said, no, I'm sorry. Then I turned around and just ran. <laughs> so as you can see, this guy, you know, he took basic things that are, were scary to him and were uncomfortable to him. And he just powered through it anyways. That is 
true confidence. He didn't care how it was going to work out. He just wanted to be able to get over his fear and to continue these confident feelings. So ask yourself, if there's a situation maybe you are pondering or that you feel that you're lacking confidence in, what are the worst possible scenarios. So let's go through my ghosting example. So if I had actually told a guy how I felt, um, I think the worst situation already happened in that I got a postcard wanting to talk, but I think that a worst possible outcome for that ghosting scenario is maybe that they would take it harder than, you know, I did. Maybe they had feelings for me, but I didn't. Or they felt that I treated them unfairly, something like that. I asked for what I want and I put myself first. And I think that is confidence. Like in that situation, I would be confident in putting myself first because I know what I want and I know what I need in order to be successful and to achieve that goal. So you've thought about maybe the worst possible outcomes for your scenario and okay, you thought about it that's good. You're like, okay, what's what's the worst that can happen? How can I get over that? Awesome. There are a couple more things that I would like to talk about. And the first thing I want to talk about, and this has been a very helpful tool for me, is to create an alter ego. Because currently, the level that I'm sitting at, me, Martha Riley, some I'm confident sometimes. I'm not confident other times. So, who do I need to embody to be this 100% confident person that goes after her dreams without fear of rejection or fear of failure? I created an alter ego, and you can too. So my alter ego's name is Zoe, and I want you to name her or him, because that really, you know, it lends a face to it. Like, this is you 2.0. So my alter ego's name is Zoe. She's a total badass. She stares down people and gets what she wants and doesn't take no for an answer. So when I need to make a hard decision or I'm feeling a little bit unsure about something, I will take a moment and ask myself, what will Zoe do? It's basically like Beyonce and Sasha Fierce. So you can have your own Sasha Fierce. You just have to, you know, dream up, write down the characteristics of this alter ego. So ask yourself when you're creating this alter ego, what do they look like? How do I, How do they act? Like, do they have cool hair? Um, Zoe has cooler hair than me. She can pull off like cool waves and adds a pink streak and stuff. Um, and, and what are their hopes and dreams? What kind of music do they listen to? Who is this alter ego that you can embody to be your most confident, powerful self? So another exercise that you can do with your alter ego is imagine someone kept telling you that you weren't good enough or that you weren't smart enough to achieve your goals. How would your alter ego react? And what would they say? If someone kept telling me that as Martha, um, I would maybe start believing them, honestly. A few few months ago, I I definitely would have believed them. I would have just given up. Um, and because the longer someone tells you something, the more you start to believe it's true. But Zoe, she's like, bitch, no, like I am powerful. I can do this and I don't need you to tell me what I can and can't do because I already know it. Think about how your alter ego acts when they have a goal that they will do anything to achieve. Do they freeze up? 
Probably not. Um, Or do they go full speed ahead? Are they like Zane leaving One Direction? Like he did that. He knew the risks. He knew the fallout from the media and the fans would be great. But he did it anyways, because that was the best decision for him at the time. And one more thing I want you to think about. Your partner or friend or someone in your life has just told you that they don't support your dream and they think you're wasting all your time on whatever you're working on. How would you react? I would get pretty angry and defensive. And that's happened to me. My parents have been like, Martha, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, like, it's cool. I promise. And I get really mad. But my alter ego would be like, okay, why do you think that? Can I change your mind about something? Would you be willing to stand up for yourself and work through the conflict if you were acting as your alter ego? Chances are, I think yes. So that's why I recommend having this alter ego that you can really reflect back on and embody when you're trying to make these hard decisions. Another thing you can do is really visualization. And it's a powerful technique. Sit in a quiet place, turn some Enya on. And if you're on the brink of making a hard decision, maybe you need to quit your job or maybe you need to break up with your boyfriend, visualize how you want it to go. What is the ideal way that it will go that will make you feel good? Because when you visualize it and you think about it and that's the way it can go, that's the way you will act to achieve that goal. A third thing that I want to talk about is give yourself the permission to be who you want to be. And this is straight out of Brene Brown. This is not a new concept, but sometimes we forget that we're allowed to act a certain way because it's different from the way we currently act. So I wrote a permission slip on my wall and it says, when I put myself out there, I give people permission to do the same. I'm giving myself permission to put myself out there because I know I can be helpful and I know I can be a mentor of sorts to people who listen to this podcast. I want you to do the same. What can you give yourself permission for to achieve? And no limits, people. Don't put limits on this because you can achieve what you want to achieve. You just have to believe it first. Lastly, I want to say that hang out with people who are embodying who you want to be. Think about your friend group right now. There are maybe some friends who are really unafraid to be who they are and unafraid to achieve their goals. And then there are probably some friends that are holding you back. They're like, oh, why are you doing that? Like, that's not cool. That's not what we do. Get rid of those friends. Um, No, that's mean. I mean, you could, but realistically, maybe don't spend as much time with them as you're trying to, you know, up-level yourself and make this decision and achieve this goal. You have to give yourself permission to be confident because as a female, it can be scary when we are up there feeling powerful and achieving things. People will try to bring us down. Look at a history book, dude. It's all there. And there will definitely be times when you feel that voice of doubt creep in, but you can't let it. And when you feel that doubt, that uncertainty, bring in that alter ego, bring in that visualization, give yourself some permission to be who you want to be. That's how you're going to weed out that doubt. It's always going to be there. It's always there for me. When I'm making this episode, I'm like, who am I to talk about this? What? 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 I'm doing this. I'm getting over my fear of talking. I hate my voice. Hopefully you don't hate it, but I hate replaying my voice. I think it sounds really weird. I'm getting over that fear because I know that the result will be greater than the process that I took to get there. Maybe you're asking yourself, why do I need to be confident? I'm cool with where I am. You're cool with where you are. 
you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Unless you're just trying to support me, which thank you. That's great. I appreciate it. What will being confident get you? Let's just like, let's think about that for a little bit. You will feel strong. You will feel independent and you will feel successful because you're embodying this new person who is all of these things. And when you embody it, you become it. I, that's that's the takeaway. Like if you embody your this confident, beautiful, strong self, that will become your reality and you will be able to achieve anything you want to. And I think that's a good enough reason to want to feel more confident. Um, it's as simple as having a goal and figuring out how you're going to achieve it in a new way. I think you will be satisfied with the results being confident provides. You will be able to ask for what you want, ask for what you need, and live an extraordinary quality of life. I believe that. Um, I've seen it happen for me. So I believe it can happen for you for sure. And if not, I mean, there's always living your life the way it is currently. No progress, no growth, no nothing. And you don't want that. So take a moment, think about what you learned from this episode, and then go forth and lead a confident life. I promise you will not regret it. Thanks for listening to the Shit You Need to Know podcast. I've set up a phone number in case you have a question you need answering or just want to talk. Feel free to give me a ring at 301-941-7448. That's 301-941-SHIT. Also, don't give me a ring. No one does that. You can text the number too. I don't know why I said ring. If you enjoyed this episode of the Shit You Need to Know podcast, feel free to subscribe on iTunes and rate it five stars.